Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking to a woman who, along with her sister, started an app to help single dog lovers find love that doesn't have four legs. <laughs> they created a dating app just for dog owners and the people who get them. To get the word out about their new business, the sisters have hosted events all over the country and even created a national holiday. We're going to break it all down in this episode. Lee Isaacson is the CEO and co-founder of Dig, the dog person's dating app. Dig is the best way for dog lovers to find a compatible match and plan a dog-friendly date. Lee's background in TV news reporting, homeland security studies, and nonprofit management helped form the way Dig celebrates the passion and commitment of dog lovers through the Dig app with dog-friendly events nationwide and by building a dedicated community of single dog lovers. Lee lives in New Orleans with her German short-haired pointer, Penny. Hey, Lee. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show and talk about dating with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun topic. It's dogs and love, right? Yeah, I mean, dogs are love. So you might as well try and find <laughs> some more like romantic love in there while you're at it. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Totally. So tell us a little bit about about Dig. How did you come up with the idea? I think it, you and your sister started this, right? Oh, yeah. So a few years ago, my sister was dating a guy, nice guy, but um, he was trying to be a dog person for her. And by the end of the relationship, he didn't want the dog in his apartment. And he put towels down on the couch so the dog didn't touch anything. And this is a cavapoo. This is like, like picture a teddy pair if you don't know what a cavapoo is. And that's what my sister had. Like, it's not shedding anywhere. You know, it's not slobbering anywhere. This is truly like the easiest, most lovable dog of all time. And she just said to me, you know, I wish I just knew from the start that this wasn't going to work because of my dog. Um, you know, my background is in TV news reporting, like you said, um, specifically investigative reporting. So um, I'm kind of a numbers person. And I looked into it. And one of the things that really stood out to me was that 55% of single adults in the U.S. are pet owners, which means if you're in the dating circuit or you're looking for someone uh, it's more likely than not they already have a relationship in the house that you're going to need to contend with, right? And if you're a dog owner, especially, you know, more than 70% of people with dogs sleep with the dog in their bed. So if you're thinking long-term relationship and lifestyle, true compatibility, you really need to find someone who's going to match with your dog-forward lifestyle. There's really no way around it. Or it's going to be very difficult otherwise. So at least you should be having these conversations up front. And so we said, we really want to create this space where you can talk to people and start your dating conversations around this most important central piece in your life, which is the relationship you already have. Yeah, I love it. And I think what's interesting about the statistic that you pointed out is 55% 
of single people have dogs. That means that almost half the people out there don't have dogs. And so there's also a chance that you're going to start dating someone and find out that they don't really like dogs. Um, <laughs> so like that's kind of scary on that side of on that side of the statistic, which is hard to say. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And you know, the other piece for us, um, about a third of our users on dig don't have a dog right now. So they're looking to date someone with a dog, which basically is just a huge bonus if you're a dog person or find someone to get a dog with in the future. And so the people on our app are just they know what's important to them. You know, it, they're time to cut to the chase. Uh, what's remarkable right now is how much time and effort people are putting into finding their partner. Uh, people on dating apps today spend nine to 10 hours a week on dating apps, and they're using three or four apps at a time. And so by the time you get to dig, you know, our idea was that we're trying to help you cut to the chase. Let's narrow down something that's important to you, but it's still a huge market because of the statistics, because of how popular um, dogs are specifically in the pet world and pets are in general in the single world. So uh, we wanted to create this dedicated community, start the conversations around things that matter to you, and hopefully make dating life a little bit easier and add dogs to it, right? Just like add a dog to it. It's going to make it better. So yeah. that was our game plan. I love it. Well, so like to share like my personal life, which I'm not really shy about sharing my personal life on on my um, different platforms that I'm on, but I've been single for years and I recently um, like, well, I guess not that recently, but like seven months ago, I adopted my second dog, Bert. And um, I had two dogs years ago, and I love having two dogs. Um, but for a couple years, for like two or three years, it was just me and Lucy. And everyone was asking me, when are you going to get a second dog again? And the answer I had for a while was like, well, you know, I'm single and I would like to find someone to date. And I'm assuming I'm going to find someone with a dog. And so then we would have two dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like put, I kind of put my life on hold because I was like thinking I was going to date someone who also had a dog. And then, um, and then I met Bert and Bert was better than any of the guys I was dating. <laughs> so, totally um, so now, you know, now I have the two dogs and it's, and it's totally fine. I'm sure whoever I eventually meet, um, it'll all work out if it's meant to be. Um, but it's it's really interesting how we do kind of, um, you know, change our lives or um, put our lives on hold because of our dogs or because of dating or because of the combination of the two. And it's like sort of complex issue that I think, like you said, people spend nine to 10 hours a week thinking about this or working on it. Um, so it's a huge commitment. Absolutely. And like, like you said, that's, that's basically a part-time job, you know, yeah. like when you're, when you're putting that much effort into it. And so when you do finally find a platform like dig, our hope is that we are cutting some of the work out for you. And, 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 you know, on the app, um, one of the things we really wanted to do was help you start those conversations by actually getting you off the app. We, we help you plan a dog friendly date. Um, we have daily deals on the app so you can get really cool, maybe like a unique treat to win over their dog from the start. Or in your case, maybe like have your dogs be happy with their, you know, new treat. So when they're meeting their next person who might have another dog, it's a little bit calmer in the room. You know, uh, we work with different vets and trainers to help people figure out the best way to introduce their dogs. Um, a big piece of advice uh, that I always like to give is, 
definitely make sure you're introducing dogs in neutral territory rather than at one house or another. So meet at a dog park, meet while you're already going on a walk. You know, you know your dogs and you know what's best, but we're trying to put you in the best situation to make sure that the date goes well on the dog side so the date can go well on your side too. So this is so cool what you guys have done because most dating apps, like they just exist and they're out there, but they don't really give you like tips on how to like introduce this person to your friends or if you have kids or like they don't give you like suggestions on dates to go on so you guys have actually taken the dating app like really to the next level so when when you started um did you think you were gonna do that or were you like oh we'll just people it'll be like tinder or bumble but for dog people like how did you decide (laughs) to kind of add all these extra elements We really looked at the pain points. You know, we knew that people liked dating apps. They're definitely not going away. They are growing, but we're also hearing all of these complaints about them. And it's kind of been known in the industry now as this dating app fatigue, where it's like, now this is this other thing I have to do in order to meet people because that's where everyone is, even though I don't love the experience. And so we kind of looked at both industries. We looked at the dog world and we looked at the dating world and we said the one thing that's missing from both that people really seem to be craving is more experiences. So in the dog world, people love our dog-friendly events that Dig throws where you can bring your dog indoors somewhere, meet other like-minded people and have a drink and have your dog with you at the same time, which shouldn't be such a novel concept. It's just that the dog world is changing so much now. We've got so many more opportunities and really cool locations that are becoming more and more dog-friendly. And so we said if we can combine those and introduce the single world to this wonderful world of the dog friendliness that's growing, um, we'd be, you know, solving two problems. The other thing, you know, you mentioned Tinder and Bumble, um, they attract uh, vastly different age groups. So, you know, Tinder's biggest population is, you know, that 18 to 23 and Bumble is much more focused on, on maybe college age. We're, uh, our, our average age group is that 25 to 35, which fits right in with people's first dogs as well. So it makes sense on our end that people are like, okay, I'm, I'm done trying to swipe and see how many people I can meet. Now I want to have a good experience, but just not work so hard to find that one person, but put the effort into what happens after we start talking. Yeah, and I love that you pointed out the the experience part because I think that's definitely a trend in the pet industry and so many people that I get to interview, you know, the things that we're developing for ourselves and for our dogs and for dog-loving consumers, it's about the experience because I think, you know, people who are who are dog moms, you know, we acknowledge that our dogs are not with us forever. Um, you know, they have a a shorter time that they're here on this earth with us. So it's really important to have fun and get out there and make memories and and do things, not just sit there on your phone scrolling away all day long. You're totally right. And like, like, you know, as well, just being a part of this incredible dog world and the types of things people are creating to make it easier. Uh, I'll say I'm in a new city pretty much every other day. And it's so exciting to see how many pet relief areas there are in airports. It's like taking the first step towards more pet friendly travel. 
Uh, you know, hotels boast how much they are becoming dog friendly when they are. Um, even local city governments are spending more money on dog parks than ever before. So it's just a really exciting time as people are trying to figure out other ways to bring their dogs with them, keep them healthy, keep them happy and keep them by our side. Yeah, I, I love it. So let's talk like technical for a minute. Um, so this app has so many wonderful features. You're like helping people find love, which is just amazing. But how do you actually make an app? Like what were the steps that you went through? I know this is like a dumb question. <laughs> it's not. No, it's hard. Um, it's a great question. So we would not have even considered doing it if my sister wasn't my co-founder. She is the most talented um, designer I've ever known or seen. If you look at, you know, Diggs marketing and the Dig app itself, everything is designed by Casey, my sister. So um, she, you know, went screen by screen and mapped out what we wanted every button to look like, where it would go, really the user experience side along with design, um, came up with this incredible branding. You know, together we came up with the idea, and I'm so, so proud of this, that all of our marketing actually features photos of dogs that are available for adoption. Um, and so immediately going out and working with rescues actually in the New Orleans area who have these great photos of dogs they take um, by this incredible pet photographer locally in New Orleans, um, Rachel. And uh, we're able to use an, our platform to promote dogs at the same time. So, you know, really starting from step one, saying, what do you want this to look like? What do you want this to accomplish? What pain points are out there that you're trying to solve? Why would people choose Dig over another app? Um, you know, what what is the mindset? And then we were able to uh, get into an accelerator program, which there are many out there for um, especially technical entrepreneurs in cities across the country. Um, and they helped us find our CTO, our chief technology officer. And so we were able to work with him, um, find an offshore development team to build the app as he kind of managed that um, using the designs that Casey had, had drawn out. Um, and so that's a long way of saying you have to have a really good idea of where it's going and be able to find the right team to build it out if you don't have a technical co-founder. And so just like timing wise, how long did you guys work on this before it was ready to go out there and be public? We started building the app in uh, July of 2017, and it launched on the App Store just before Valentine's Day last year. So it um, took a little over six months uh, to build out the app, to try to raise enough money to build the app itself. Um, and then we were able to launch with a big, awesome party in Brooklyn um, back uh, on February, uh, February 2018. We uh, then had to raise more money and build a different type of app. Um, and we released the Android version um, in October of last year. So less than a year ago. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about your launch party. I mean, launching on Valentine's Day seems like the perfect time for a dating app to launch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, how did you, this is a brand new company, a brand new app, a brand new like concept, really. Um, how did you sort of come up with the ideas for the launch party and get people there? 
Great question. And, you know, we honestly thought we were going to do one party and be done. But because that party went so well, it's actually turned into our business plan of how we get the word out about Dig City by City. So for the first one, um, we, you know, picked a location. My background not only is in TV news reporting, but I helped run a nonprofit in Louisiana for coastal conservation uh, for a long time. So I did a ton, a ton of um very low budget, you know, fundraising events through them. So I knew how to save money, find the right vendors. Um, but what we decided to do was, you know, it costs a lot to throw a party that big in Brooklyn. Um, so uh, we did put the money down, but then we invited local dog businesses to come and have basically cool booths um, where they would not just sell things, but provide something fun. So, you know, at some of our events, we've had florist making flower collars. We've had treat decorating booths. We've had ask the vet booths from different vets. Um, we've had trainers teaching you a, a quick new trick that you can uh, impress your date with um, <laughs> and, you know, made it really fun and interactive. The companies um, pay to be featured at our events. So even though we were a brand new company with no revenue and, you know, a totally free app, we were able to, um, you know, go forward by covering at least some of our costs and also making the event 10 times better because you're getting to interact with the coolest local dog businesses. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. And we realized very quickly that this is something the businesses wanted too. Uh, they, you know, maybe didn't want to throw their own event, but they appreciated us and our events background and bringing in hundreds of people with their dogs all in one fun place with some drinks and some great Instagrammable, you know, wall, you know, art and all that kind of stuff all done for them. So ever since then, pretty much once a month, we've thrown a big party like that that features local rescues in the area with any adoptable dogs that are available um, and local businesses. Um, coming up next, actually, we've got our event in Atlanta um, and then Nashville, Denver, and Seattle. And those will be our next four. But we've already done it in 12 cities since our first one. Wow. So, okay. I have I have questions. Great. Um, okay. So, so you're going around to all these different cities, like nationwide. It's, it's overwhelming to me to think about planning events in different cities where I don't live. Um, I, you know, plan events here in Pittsburgh from time to time. And, um, we're, we're recording this right before Dog Moms Day. So I know you guys have Dog Moms Day stuff going on. I've got Dog Moms Day stuff going on. And it's a lot of work. So like, are you partnering with people locally in the different cities? Um, how are you making that happen? Because it's that's a ton of stuff to do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to diminish how much work it is. It's definitely not something that I would put on anyone who doesn't have event experience. Yeah. Um, but what we did was we pretty much made this incredible template. We we met our great partners at We Park, which is a in many cities now. Um, and so we, we work with them. They have very similar space at all of their locations, very similar tables. They call them hot desks um, and incredible staff. 
And uh, we, by finding a partner that's in most of the cities that we go to, we're able to, you know, make it much more of a template setup. You know, you, you take away a lot of the logistical questions when you know what you're getting into, even if it's in a different city. Um, and then the next thing we do, because it's a hugely important part to us that we always feature um, local rescues, the first stop for us is finding rescue groups who want to be involved. How can we feature you? How can we, you know, get the word out and, um, and ask them, are there any partners that you love that maybe donate to you and can you help us connect with them? Um, and we'll give them these, you know, our booths are extraordinarily low cost. I mean, this is hundreds of people. For example, at our Los Angeles event, we had 850 people sign up and you're getting a table for like 50 or a hundred dollars, depending on the location. So, you know, we think that keeping it really low cost really opens the door up to, uh, working with a lot of different local businesses that maybe don't have the money to do their booth at their, you know, giant fundraiser with thousands of people that happens once a year, you know, at different at different spots. So um, by by starting with an incredible local partner and a local rescue and saying, like, who would you love to see featured at this event alongside us? We're able to just, you know, really learn about each dog community very quickly and work here's what it comes down to is that dog people are the best people. You know, we, we want to help each other. We want to help people who are helping dogs. And that's truly what our events are all about. It's about celebrating dogs and love in that community. Um, and so as soon as you find these incredible local partners, it's really easy to reach out to other dog businesses and say, hey, is this something you want to be a part of? It's supposed to be just a fun night. We'll handle all the logistics for you. We've got the table for you. Just want you to show up and help us, um, you know, meet some of the fun, awesome dog-loving people in your city. Uh, and so it, we make it extraordinarily easy for everyone involved and make sure it's really fun. And we get the word out. We, you know, we make the marketing for each event. We do all the press releases for each event, um, get a lot of press. Usually we're very great at getting local press involved. I got to say, it's a pretty easy pitch to go to the local <laughs> news and be like, don't you want to see a lot of dogs in love and like happy people for the end of your newscast? <laughs> so um, we're, we're, you know, we can usually help get the local community just looking at some of the incredible dog businesses everywhere we go on top of that. So that's a really long answer of saying it's just really, really fun. And our, our true goal underneath it all is to help everyone in that dog community get seen and work together. Well, one in that whole answer, one of the things that kind of jumps out to me is that dog people are just awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, d with dating apps, like there's the good and the bad. And there's, of course, like, a lot of people who are going to like ghost you and stuff. But yep. I, I wonder if on Dig, since everyone's a dog person, like, have you found that your users are just like nicer? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I think you're going to see ghosting kind of everywhere. And unfortunately, it's just kind of become part of the dating app culture for a lot of people. Like it's part of just it's, like social culture too. Just like beyond dating, people ghost you all the time, all sorts of things. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. But in the dating world, um, for us, it's kind of fun because we see that our users are so excited to be a part of something new together. So, you know, 
there might not be a ton of people in your individual city if you're not in one of the cities we've launched in. So people are having these great conversations like, oh, looks like we're the only ones here. Like, maybe we should try it. Maybe it was destiny because we're the first two in our city to try it. Like, (laughs) it's this really fun, exciting, like, you know, maybe we should just give this a shot because both of us are here for a reason type of like feeling right now. So I'm hoping that that type of culture, you know, continues. And we're definitely trying to encourage that. I think that's really cute. So um, so tell us a little bit about Dog Moms Day. Um, if, if everyone who's listening doesn't realize this, Dig is the actual official founder of Dog Moms Day, and you guys made it an official holiday. So how did you do that? <laughs> so uh, this was a dream of my sister's. She really wanted to make a national holiday all about celebrating dog moms. She did all of the work for this, which was just truly unbelievable last year. Um, And basically the national day calendar has a registrar that you can submit new um, ideas to. And they told us they only pick 30 new holidays every year um, and get over 2000 submissions. And so one way to stand out is things like a starting, you know, a change.org petition and getting people to say, yes, we want this too. So you can say, you know, it's not just us showing up who wants this holiday, but all of these people, we did that and just made them a really great pitch. You know, we said, Here's some of the controversy about dog moms celebrating on Mother's Day. You know, we showed them like an Oprah clip where Oprah talked about it one year and people got so upset. You know, the human moms got so upset that uh, dog moms don't understand what it's like to be a human mom. And obviously they didn't call it human mom. That's words (laughs) that I'm using. Um, They consider themselves to be quote unquote real moms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the words they're using. And, you know, I respect every type of mom. And I think that just having a separate day to celebrate in our own way without having to have these like, you know, controversy, like what a controversy about loving your child. Like, that's so absurd. Okay, why don't we just have it on a separate day the day before? And we can just have a full weekend of celebrating being a mom however you want to. Um, And so that's why we made it really clear that we wanted it to be the day before Mother's Day every year. Um, they loved our pitch, obviously loved our pup photos <laughs> that we send them. Um, and, uh, they, they accepted it pretty quickly. And so with their help, um, you know, when it's on the national day calendar, it goes out to all the press whenever they do fun stuff about, you know, what holiday of the day it is, that sort of thing. And it took off really, really quickly. And I think that just shows how, how people were really waiting for something like this. You know, we, it's such a growing and incredible, passionate community who's just excited to be around each other and celebrate together. And so we were just happy to give them a, a little bit extra permission to be as dog mom centric as you can be for at least another day. I love it. Well, and this is a perfect segue because before we go, I need to ask you about Penny, <laughs> your, oh, own, your hmm. own dog. Tell us about her. My love. Um, (laughs) She is just about to turn three. So super excited. She's a German short hair pointer. 
and um, the love of my life. You know, a German short hair pointers, if you can picture them, usually they're like very ticked is the is the color combination. Mm-hmm. It's like, like very speckled. spotted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, speckled. But she's almost all white um, with a totally chocolate head or they call it the liver color head. So she's just a funny looking, funny dog who needs a whole lot of attention and a whole lot of love. And actually, I'm getting married in November and she is going to be our flower dog. So of I'm super course. excited about that. Yes. Of course. And it is going to go horribly. I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> she is not good. She's like the love of my life, but she's, she's not like a great dog in terms of like being able to walk down an aisle and not try to run towards Adam, my fiance, at the end of the aisle. Like, it's going to be really difficult. So we're, we're going to see how it goes, but she's definitely doing it. So I'm so excited. So a long time ago, like, this is episode, I think, 61 that we're on right now. And I think like episode 14 or 8 or something, I interviewed Megan Sutherland. And she is a videographer. And she does a lot of weddings. And so um, a lot of the weddings have dogs at them. And she's a dog lover herself. Um, And so one of her tips for having your dog at your wedding was to have a designated dog handler for the night. Yes. like that's not like your sister or not like someone in the wedding party. Like I, I you should maybe even want to like hire <laughs> like a dog yeah. walker to like I love be that. there that night. <laughs> so what we're going to do is my cousin's going to walk the flower dog, my, my penny down the aisle and then hand Penny off to our wedding planner's assistant who's going to drive Penny home and then we've got someone taking care of her at the house. She has a personal chauffeur and then she's going to (laughs) have someone hang out with her that night. It sounds ridiculous when you (laughs) say it out loud, but like any other way and you're right, like wasn't going to work. She's not going to sit up there and be a bridesmaid. She's not going (laughs) to, you know, we wanted her involved in the pictures, a little worried about how long my dress is going to stay white if she does that. But um, yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, we're we're super excited and, and love her so much. I think it sounds amazing. I love it. Um, so Lee, unfortunately we have to wrap it up. So tell everyone, um, where they can get the dig app and how they can find you online. Dig is available for free on the App Store and on Google Play for Android phones and iPhones. Uh, you can learn more at digdates.com and all of our social media handles are at digdates. Uh, again, all the dogs you see on our social media, like on Instagram, are available for adoption too. So you can learn about each dog in each photo in the comments. Um, and uh, that's pretty much everywhere you can find us. But it's, you know, if you're listening and you're not single and you know a single person who loves dogs, please let them know about Dig. And we love to hear all the happy stories. So feel free to reach out to us through the website anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.